think part of the reason why some of us don't speak up and we're afraid to be assertive is because we don't want to be labeled as a difficult person. And to make it more personal, we don't want to be labeled as the difficult black woman, the angry black woman, the aggressive black woman. And so we keep quiet. What is going on, mi familia, mi gente, my village people, and everyone in between? Welcome to another episode of the No Longer Rugged Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, welcome to my channel. If you are new here, my name is Beverly Adesi. You can call me Beverly, you can call me Adesi. My family calls me Adesi. So, you know, if you feel like we're family, then it is what it is. I am back with another episode, and today we are talking about being assertive. I'm going to tell you all my struggle when it comes to assertiveness and advocating for yourself and how I've overcome and I'm still overcoming that. So this whole talk of assertiveness started with a video I saw on TikTok. Um, this girl posted a video saying how I sleep knowing that I went to the hair salon and spoke up and got exactly what I wanted, right? So I posted that on my Instagram story. And by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, what are you doing? What are you doing? Follow me on Instagram too. But yes, that video sparked a conversation. And I was just reposting. I mean, I like to post a lot of funny memes on my stories, but I was just reposting it because it resonated with me. But little did I know it resonated with a lot of people too. So I really want to talk about my journey to becoming more of an assertive person. And to start off, we're going to, we're going to take it back. Okay. And I'm going to give you a bit of my background and where I came from. So growing up, I was a bit timid, right? Very timid, actually. I was born in Lagos, Nigeria, and I came to the United States when I was about seven years old. What makes my story a little different from, you know, other Nigerian kids, other African kids was that I was an only child until I was 14 years old. So I pretty much half of my life, I was an only child. And so I was very timid, like only children, they tend to be more, you know, to themselves. And I, don't, I wouldn't say I was socially awkward. I mean, I learned, I learned to become better socially. And then you pair that with being, you know, coming from a Nigerian background and we are not really taught to express ourselves as Nigerians. And so the way kids are expressing themselves now, we're not taught to do that. So you couple being an only child for the first half of my life with being an only African child. And my, of course, my parents did the best that they could, but we never really had those sit down conversations around the table where they would allow me to say hey this is what happened at school today or this you know they were doing the best they could listen we were all trying to survive and so growing up it was i never really spoke up for myself i remember one one day my mom we were in the car and she was giving me one of those pep talk one of those lectures and i remember her saying don't let anybody ride you like a donkey. Don't let anybody ride you like a donkey. You know, don't let anyone take advantage of you pretty much. So that always stuck with me. But for the most part, I was usually, I would just kind of go with the flow and I wouldn't say much. And you know, I didn't want to be seen as a disrespectful child or anything like that. So I would just keep things, not that, you know, I have my moments, but for the most part, I was seen as a, you know, a very good kid. Now, I did meet someone who became like a big sister to me and she actually helped me to, you know, get somewhat of a voice, but I feel like 
when I was around her, I was a little bit more, you know, no, bold. She was very tall. She was like, she was like 6'2", you know? So I was more bold, but even with, I felt comfortable with her. But even with that, I still was, I would say I was pretty timid. Things really did not start changing until I went to university. I went to university and this was where I encountered my first roommate. I never experienced living with anybody, you know, or sharing a room or really sharing space with anybody. And so I was blessed to encounter this wonderful roommate. Her name is Stephanie. So if you're watching this, hey girl. Stephanie, she was older. She had transferred to the college. And so this was my first time living with someone. And what would happen is when conflict would arise, because anytime you're sharing a space with someone, and this was a dorm, so it's not even like we had our own room, it wasn't an apartment. Literally, her bed was there, my bed was there. And so anytime conflict would arise, I went back to my old ways. I wouldn't really say anything, and I, and I was passive aggressive. So you would know that something was wrong with me, but I would just shut down. I really didn't talk much. And then let's say we kind of got over it. Maybe she offered, you know, to buy me food or whatever. And I'm okay, yeah, we're, you know, we're cool. Then the next time it would happen, I would, let's say if we were like really just like arguing, I would bring up what happened, let's say three, four months before. And Stephanie would always say, girl, I don't, I can't remember what happened three, four months before. You need to speak up. You need to, you know, say it then so that we can kind of squash it then or we can talk about it then. Um, and so I would always held that with me because she would always say, listen, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what's going on in your mind if you don't speak up. You need to talk. You need to speak up. And so I think that really helped me become not only a better friend, but a better communicator. And now this was in college. There was another situation. This happened in high school where I, I got my hair done by this one girl. So I was supposed to get my hair done by a lady that I had gone to like once or twice and she was really good. And you know, for me, I just, if I found somebody good, I stuck with them. And on this day, she ghosted me, completely ghosted me. And I'd already taken my hair down. So I was freaking out. I needed my hair done. You know, I'm in high school. I want to look decent. And so this other girl that I was working with, <laughs> she was like, oh girl, I can, I can do your sewing. I worked with her at the grocery store. I used to bag groceries at H-E-B. She was like, oh yeah, girl, I do sewings all the time. And you know, she was really cool. She was, uh, she was Nigerian too. I was like, okay, cool. So I go to her house, she's doing my hair and everything started off really well. Everything was good. And I noticed the first lady would braid it back. She started in a circle and you know, it was super flat back hair, but you know, I have a lot of hair. So by the time she was up here, that braid was looking like a plantain. And so this, I just remember this one braid in the middle being so bulky. And this is where, you know, the hair, everything is supposed to be flat. Now at this time there were no lace frontals or no lace closures. You just kind of went around in a circle. So I knew something was off, uh, but I, you know, I just kind of kept quiet. Now it wasn't hurting at first, but I think by the time she got done braiding everything, I was like, oh, it's a little, it's a little tight. But she was like, oh girl, you know, and I didn't even really say it. I think she could just tell from my actions. I would kind of touch it a little bit. She was like, oh no, it's going to loosen up. She goes into soap and I feel like she was just revving an engine, just, mm. and it was super tight as, as well. And by the time she was done, I looked like I was smuggling like a dinosaur egg in my, under my wig. It, it wasn't even a wig, but she was like, oh girl, yeah, don't worry. It's going to go down. It's going to go down. Everything's going to be flat. And I went home, I was in so much pain. I don't think I went to school the next day. My dad was like, ah, I did. So why don't you take this thing out? If it's bothering you, take it out, take it out. 
And um, I didn't. I wanted to, you know, because that was money. And my parents didn't have all that money to just be spending like that. Um, and I think that was even my money because I was working. And so I went to school. Like, it got so bad to the point. I just, I took it out maybe like within three days. And I had scabs. And I feel like it's because of that girl. My middle is a little, the texture is a little straighter but I didn't speak up for myself when it was tight I should have said hey you know that's a little bit too tight before she finished the whole head when I saw myself and I was like mm -mm, I'm not feeling this I should have spoken up but I didn't and I just I just went on I was in pain and I just wasted money so fast forward to today it's been a process but I'm actually very proud of myself and every time I advocate for myself I become like you know I'm filled with like this sense of pride because it can even still be a you know a fight and you know when I get my nails and I remember I was getting my nails done not too long ago not these nails but um she was doing like you know a little stripe a little design here and I remember seeing that she put the design it looked good but it was on the wrong side of where I wanted it and naturally my mind is like that's not a big deal like yeah so I just let her finish but I was like I mean I know it's not a big deal she's only done one but it's not where I want it and I'm paying for this so I just politely told her, hey, you know, do you mind putting on the other side? And the truth is, it's not gonna kill them if they have to make an adjustment. It's not gonna kill them if they have to actually, you know, do their job. You know, I'm not mean about it. I'm not rude about it. And I think part of the reason why some of us don't speak up and we're afraid to be assertive is because we don't wanna be labeled as a, dif as a difficult person. And to make it more personal, we don't wanna be labeled as the difficult black woman, the angry black woman, the aggressive black woman. And so we keep quiet and you inconvenience yourself because honestly, who cares if that person, yeah, let's say you tell them to change one thing, who cares if they go home and tell their family, oh, I can't believe this girl told me to change this one thing. Who cares? You're not going to be there to hear it. You're not going to be there to see it. And you know, as long as you're not being rude or anything, because a lot of times we equate assertiveness to again, aggressiveness and being rude. It's not rude. There's a way you can say something to get your point across without being disrespectful or rude, making sure that you get what you want. Things are costly in this life. Things are costly. So please, I don't have time to now get my nails on and I hate it and then I have to go to the next person and I pay double what I should have paid, you know, and I, all the whole time, all I had to do was speak up. I just remembered leaving a lot of places unsatisfied. I would get food and the food would come out lukewarm or just room temperature and i'm like i don't want to bother them i don't want them to sit in my food i don't want you know now now i try to tell them even before the food uh comes out like oh can you please make sure it's hot i don't i'm not here for lukewarm food make sure it's hot but you know there have been some times where i've had to send things back and i it's like little ideas is still in there fighting to remain quiet and to remain timid but I'm like, no, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. I'm not eating cold chicken and waffles. That's not what I'm paying for. If I wanted to eat cold food, I'll just stay home and, and grab food from the fridge and save my money. But yes, so what has helped me when I'm battling with, should I speak up, should I not speak up, is the fact that one, I work hard. I work hard for my money and things are not free. And me speaking up is, is not the end of the world. They will be okay. You know they're providing a service i'm the customer the same if i'm providing a service to a customer i want to make sure that i do a good job and they are pleased sometimes i'll be like please speak up let me know because 
you the last thing you want is to to do what you think is a great job and somebody's leaving unhappy so i would even rather people speak up with me and again realizing that it is their job that's not an excuse to be rude to any service worker or anything but that's what they're getting paid to do they're getting paid to to be there and to service you so it's okay like they're not gonna have a seizure because you asked them to do their job and then also we have to get rid of this what will they think mentality child they're not i can guarantee you that they don't really think about you or they don't really care about you as much as you think okay unless you're just ridiculously rude they might roll their eyes or something but who cares they're not going to remember you at the end of the day so my dear go there use your money get what you want but also be reasonable because it does not mean like for example if i go to the worst uh braider right or the worst makeup artist in, in the city of houston bad reviews and they do a poor job now i'm like oh no i need to be assertive you need to do it like this this is not good like let's be reasonable you went to somebody who you know you took the cheap route and you know it is what it is but when you're being reasonable you can be assertive so now listen i'm not afraid when i'm at the braid shop to tell the auntie ah, please it's, it's too tight do you mind redoing this or even if they've done it and now i start sensing that okay this is a bit too tight ah, auntie please do you mind just taking this out and you know leaving more baby hair out because it's not me it's not me you're gonna come and suffer now they they will probably roll their eyes in your face and they, they probably will talk about you i'm not even gonna lie they will but at the end of the day it is what it is and so i encourage you all to advocate for yourself i encourage you to speak up it is not the end of the world and um they will be okay they will be okay me i'm still learning there's still that tug of war whenever you know i'm like I, I need to be assertive but i'm actually very proud of myself because more times than not i'm speaking up for myself i'm, I'm setting boundaries i'm saying hey you know that's not gonna work for me or hey you know can we do it like this and so it has been a journey it is going to feel uncomfortable at first but i can guarantee you the more you do it the more it becomes a habit and the more your confidence grows because you'll leave the place feeling like oh i, I did something I, I spoke up for myself so please advocate for yourselves and also teach your children to advocate for themselves too so that it can become a habit so at school on their job in like romantic relationships or just friendships we'll teach these babies how to speak up for themselves i hope you all enjoyed this episode i'm excited to crank out more but in the meantime follow your girl on all social media platforms and i will see you next time